Nifix. Oh shit, me. Yeah. L- last we left you in the Garden of Eden, you were doing some backflips. What I'm going to need from you now is a full description of your entire glitch process. Uh, basically, your half s, your half a press video. Walk us through all the steps. There's no roles. This is pure role yeah. playing. What does Nifix try here? Okay, so I think I think Nifix starts with the obvious things, which is backflipping into anything that like. Initially, are there corners? Anything that's got a corner? Anything where two bushes overlap? Maybe there's overlapping textures. Maybe that's something to try. Um, anything where a, a texture just looks a bit odd? Does that tree look, like, you know, weirdly... Weirdly less solid than it should? Backflip against that tree a bunch. Uh, second of all, you hold down the sprint button. You, uh, you you sprint real fast, but you never let go of sprint. Uh, you've got to hold down like three other buttons at the same time. So, I, what, what would be the real world equivalent of that? You're sprinting at full speed whilst also like trying to pat your head and rub your stomach. <laughs> You're trying to just like max out the inputs to see if like that will get you going there. Do you ever think about how glitchy real life is? Just like the fact that there's space between all atoms and between the nucleus and the electrons of atoms. Everything yeah. is kind of always glitching, like, because nothing's actually touching. Exactly. No, I never think about that because I'm not a nerd, Austin. <laughs> yeah. So, I, um, I, I feel like the, the, the height of feeling like you've experienced a glitch is when you're walking up or down stairs in the dark and there's a stair that isn't there. Like, that's, that's, that's you've glitched. Something went wrong there um but beyond that nifix is um nifix is probably trying to spam in stuff against edges so like trying to use her recreating ability to go like can i just like if i wedge myself between these two rocks and then start duplicating stuff so i'm being pushed into the rock will that work can i like (laughs) can i just like make it so that there is nowhere for me to go but no clipping yeah, interesting. So, uh, Nifix, you're running through the garden. You're trying to max out your inputs. You're trying to to futz with like the space between objects. What kind of role do you think is most interesting here? My intuition is charisma mm. because that's a very misunderstood D and D stat. People usually think it's just like how likable am I, but it's also used for intimidation, which is how unlikable you are. What it really is is your ability to project your will into the universe. I feel like charisma is definitely a fair skill for that, plus it's one I've got a real good modifier in, so I'm not going to complain about it. I think N- Nifix has done enough, uh, spent enough of her life trying to trying to speedrun stuff that she's probably she's probably got this. Uh, let's give that roll. That's a twenty-four on charisma. Holy shit! <laughs> so I was, I was like, okay, if so, she fails, it's gonna start going wrong, and like she's gonna glitch out the world and be in danger. But with a twenty-four, I think you're actually getting exactly what you want. So I'm, is, I'm, I'm not gonna have like my arm has glitched out of reality, and I don't know how to get it back. So yeah, it's literally what I was thinking. Was something <laughs> starts going catastrophically wrong, and the, there are bad consequences. By the time the 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 furies get to the top floor, you're a Cronenberg monster. <laughs> but with a 24, <laughs> I mean, I, what happens is um, the garden starts quaking, like physically shaking, and you see fissures appearing in the ground, um, like all around you, because you are destabilizing this entire place. Um, I think the strongest point of destabilization is where the rivers of the underworld 
flow into purgatory mm-hmm. um because i think like the the like the circulatory system of the afterlife is pretty clear people live in the inner planes they die their souls are carried through the rivers to purgatory to be judged and then from purgatory get sent out to the outer planes right mm. so the phlegathon the leth the sticks the cockatus they all flow here into the garden and there's a point where they all meet and it's very unstable because this plane has been turned inside out to be used as the sock exchange for souls and it's because of your machinations beginning to rumble and shake i i i like to think that the the thing that she's discovered has eventually got this going is she's she's found two trees that if you go and just interact with them back and forth one then the other then one then the other they just slightly shift away from where they're meant to the whole map's like they're meant to be that far away from each other they're not that far away from each other what's going on that's not what that's meant to be basically nifix starts pulling the garden apart um and purgatory itself with a 24 here's what's going to happen you are going to completely destabilize the plane of purgatory and eventually it's going to break free from the city of sigil and be flung out of the multiverse uh and if sharon is inside with you both of you will be be free as you are flung to parts unknown in your own private plane I mean, this this could have gone much worse. I do like the thought that, like, hey, me and my new uh, drug and drinking buddy could just hang out in the Garden of Eden forever. I mean, if, if you're going to get stranded somewhere forever, the Garden of Eden is one of the better places. Infinite food. The, the Garden of Eden is, like, you know, its whole deal is it's a pretty great place to just hang out. Yeah, it was literally created to be where humans were supposed to live. We weren't supposed to get kicked out. That was not the plan. So it has everything you need to survive forever. And I think, Nifix, you previously have said to anyone who's asked, what do you want to do, Nifix? You're like, I just want to get back to streaming, man. What if you get flung out of the universe in the Garden of Eden and then you just spend the rest of your life streaming back to the main multiverse? Just oh like- my, if, if there is enough of a connection that I can live stream from my own private universe, this is, this is, this is Nifix's perfect ending. That's very cool. It's incredibly good for Nifix. The main downside is there are other people in this building yeah. and they have not agreed to go with you, but uh, that looks like it's happening. Because uh, as the rivers uh, begin pulling apart from each other, um, the whole building shudders. And you right now... They've got time to evacuate. (laughs) They don't know what's going on. They don't even know it's you up here, Nifix. All they know is the Lady of Pain is attacking. And so they're going to fight her and she's going to retreat and retreat and retreat until the inevitable confrontation (laughs) in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, this is a case of, I don't think Nifix wants to unnecessarily bring anyone with her, mainly because that's more people she's got to fight down the other end. Yeah, no, this is a great, like, ironic tragedy. I- irony in the sense of uh, something the-, the audience knows, but the characters do not. Mm. That's a situational irony, is that kind. So it's like, uh, Nifix is about to get everything she wants, and the party is about to fight the Lady of Pain, who has wronged all of them previously. Everyone seems to be doing something completely logical, but the confluence is uh, not compatible. <laughs> Because they do not want to go with you, and you do not want to take them. But uh, as these, uh, as the garden splits apart, and you actually your 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 Ori, your guitar can control water. So I think the visual is like you start jamming. You're absolutely shredding like you've never shredded before. Like you're doing expert fire in the flames, guitar hero top score, and the five rivers like lift up out of the beds and begin like swirling around you. You're doing some extreme final boss 
uh, aesthetics up here. Yeah, this this is what it looks like when you've got a final boss arena and the the players haven't made it there yet. It's just the boss hanging out in a really cool badass place. Like, I really hope people get here at some point. <laughs> that sounds really cool, though. I kind of want that for Netflix. For you to draw, I'm a shapeshifter. Have no face to show. Please don't take off my mask, my King, Blake, at the end of this day, maybe I will accept your resignations, but right now, we have a job to do. Lynette, I'm going to need you to scout ahead, down to the bottom, to use your reconnaissance skills and try to get these uh, slotty out of here. They are not they are not battle-ready, and also, of course, Little Lime. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, uh, Cordelia, d- don't do anything reckless up there. Okay, I don't know why I'm saying that. At least... Go, go get him. Go get him. I'm going to use my new legs! I'm so proud of your legs, and I'm so excited to hear about your legs. You have to come home alive so I can hear how legs went. Hey, dog, I heard you like snakes, so I got some snakes for your snakes so she can snake while she snake. <laughs> Were you saving that all week? No, I just thought of it like two seconds ago, and I was like, mm, exhibit jokes. <laughs> 2020 exhibit jokes <laughs> I used to love that show <laughs> when I was little I'd play pimp my cat with my stepdad <laughs> and we'd put like necklaces on the cats hell yeah it was amazing <laughs> that's the most Lauren shit I've ever heard <laughs> surprised you didn't already know that one alright so so Blake is uh Hunched over Cato's desk, grabbing paper and a pen and writing furiously. Um, uh, and this take this takes him a uh, like a good minute. Yeah, that was the cliffhanger of the last episode. Very mysterious. Yeah, and he uh, scribbles it, folds it up, hands it to Cato, and says, "Right, so you need to." Uh, Get this to the lawyers. Like, yesterday. That's when it's dated at any rate. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing a little bit of a uh, fraud right here now. That's what we're up to? Uh, Call it whatever you want to. I like calling it robbery and fraud. Uh, Kato says, well, we've done worse crimes, so I guess I'll, I'll pocket this for now. Furies. This is perhaps the last thing we will ever all do together. Uh, I know life's taken us in different directions, but right now we have a clear goal. This lady of pain imposter, whoever she is, she's responsible for a lot of deaths, including our own King Badass, who died by her hand before we were all brought together. Cordelia, she stabbed you. And Blake, you have been permanently mutilated by the lady. So we all have a reason to want her defeated. 
Yeah, she did stab me. I just sort of assumed that she found out where we are and are coming to kill us, so. Yeah, that's a good, that's an interesting assumption. Yeah, Kato's just like, we got to get her out of the building. She's hurting my coworkers, but that's, that's something that makes total sense for you to think. Revenge. King's going to raise his hand. Mr. Badass, yes. Why did you say we? What do you mean? You said last mission we're going to be on, but I don't remember you being on the other missions. Oh, burn. <laughs> Fucking rip. <laughs> I, I guess if you do not want to give me credit for saving the world, that's perfectly fine. I think of myself as part of the team in a managerial sense. Is not the coach part of the, the baseball team? I mean, I don't really need like a manager to tell me, hey, go fuck up that person who stabbed you. I'm just saying managers get rings is all I'm saying. Maybe you help? I mean, anyone could buy a ring if they want. That's they true. They should be able to. You can make a ring. You can go to the ring store. The ring emporium. I- I'm going to go rendezvous with law enforcement and see if they need any help getting survivors out. You three. So you're not going to come with us on this mission either. <laughs> I see. I see. I'm going to be in here. I could I could flee with Lynette and the children. I'm going to be here. I'm going to try to help. But let's be honest. You three are some of the biggest ass kickers the universe has ever seen. And I am a financier. I'm a, let's I'm be a- honest. I've never met a bureaucrat who was worth a second in a fight. We should just go before it takes any more time. Mr. Oh, you can't bring a dead body here all of a sudden. Wants to run away. <laughs> this is such a heel turn. Well, it's just, it's fine. I get it. You're actually right. There's babies, but also, not up. No, he he's fine. Marrow up. He's <laughs> fine. Let's go. <laughs> I just like being <laughs> uncooperative. I do like the idea of, like, Lauren's playing WoW and just like, all right, time for the end uh, the end expansion raid. And she's, like, standing in front of the quest giver trying to bully, and bully him into coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come with us. Yeah, but think of how annoyed you'd be if you, you beat the boss and it dropped loot for the quest giver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, look, a new pen. We fight the big boss, and it's like, ooh, armor just for a skeleton. Very chic. <laughs> Lynette, you lead the slotty, and you uh, carry Lime, who I think is still in nap mode, uh, out of Purgatory into the streets of Sigil, while the Furies run upstairs to try to get to the Lady of Pain. Um, uh, the as, as, as Lynette flies away, she gives Cordelia a look that is, you better come back alive. <laughs> I'm going to give her two thumbs up. <laughs> the most romantic of gestures. <laughs> and, then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna do the thing where I draw a heart with my fingers and then blow it to her. Like a kiss. Aww. You're welcome. Alright, kids. Uh, you need to get back home. I've got some instructions here. So which one of you is the best at cooking? Actually, which one of you is old enough to use the stove? You know what? Just feed the hippo and then like hang out on the couch. I'll be back eventually. Miss Muppets will make breakfast. Mm-hmm. You're very smart. Mwah. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Bye, Daddy. Have a good day at work. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Lynette leads the children in Lime out of Purgatory, and the party goes to the main stairs, which will lead uh, up to the roof. 
Um, remember, there are seven floors in Purgatory. You start on floor three, Wrath, which means there are four above you. Sloth, Envy, Gluttony, and Lust. Oh, those are like the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, already, as you reach the stairs, you see there are uh, rivulets of blood flowing down. A, a battle is going on uh, above you. Uh, do you want to prepare anything or do anything or just charge ahead? Uh, I will spend a couple hit die. Okay, so those represent you guys healing up on the ride back to Cato's office on the back of Cronus. You're not standing in the bloody hallway uh, getting out Fucking your... Elizabeth uh, Bathory bathing in it. Isn't it supposed to be where I'm most comfortable? Yeah, I'm most comfortable <laughs> on the liplets of blood. Yeah. All right, we're 35 minutes into this recording. I just want the audience to know how long it took them to get out of Cato's office. <laughs> uh, uh, so, it's just because it's too fun to argue with that's fair yeah i should stop being such a pushover um so kato sees some people on the ground groaning uh cut all, cut all to ribbons and runs over to help them and he says go on ahead i'll catch up okay yeah he's not gonna catch up he's not catching up he's gonna stay behind the whole thing he's just gonna watch one time i watched a movie where someone said you guys go ahead i'll catch up and then it turns out they were the bad guy what if kato's the lady of pain all along (laughs) i don't think so because he would have stabbed us again while we had the chance well he had the chance yeah but sometimes movies don't make a lot of sense We're going to spend the entire episode with a a whole new plot line where everyone's extremely suspicious of Kato. (laughs) Uh, So the party charges up the stairs, and up ahead you see a pitched battle uh, between uh, the mixed forces of the Rilmani, of proper law enforcement, and also just mercenaries and bounty hunters and various cutthroats trying to get Nitfix. Although you don't know... Uh, you you don't actually know that it's about Nifix. You just see a bunch of people fighting the Lady of Pain, a large woman wearing a mask covered in knives floating off the ground, and everywhere her shadow touches erupts in knives that flay her attackers. Uh, she sees you coming up the stairs, turns to the side, and summons a giant sword, which she uses to cut through the wall. Um, and she actually, instead of running up the stairs, goes through the wall. Okay. Follow after her. Follow that bitch! Interesting. Okay, so you run through the the various Rilmani and mercenaries who are all cut up, and you charge through the gap in the wall she cut to escape from you specifically. I just want to be clear about this. She saw you three coming and ran away. Yeah, we're coming to fucking get her. Yeah. So when you you run through this hole and you find yourself in an interesting space, uh, the audience and the players are familiar with the concept of the terraces because Nifix went through the Pride Terrace earlier to get her conduit of pride. But for the three of you, you have absolutely no idea why you're suddenly in a (laughs) non-Euclidean sloping hallway up into infinity and the sky is full of darkness and all of a sudden it feels like you've been sent into an inside-out world because the plane purgatory was terraformed into a building turned inside out to facilitate this soul economy and so you 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 leave the main hall you may leave the mains like stairwell up to the roof and now you're on the terraces this is the terrace of sloth i'm getting a little motion sick i would like to roll survival how about you roll survival and I'll roll something else? How about I'll roll like Arcana? I'll roll investigation. Nine, 19. Nine. 21. 
All right, 19 and 21 past the 15 threshold to understand something about this space. King, with your survival skills, you see that this um, this terrace is not conforming to the laws of physics. It is a long, sloping uh, hallway suspended in space. It's like this hallway goes through a black hole. <laughs> you feel like if you leave this terrace, you will be crushed into oblivion in the heart of this plane. You should not be here. Um, and the Lady of Pain is deliberately drawing you into a dangerous environment to fight in. That's a thing you know of survival. With a 21 on Arcana, Blake, I think you actually go the next step. You know you are now in the Terrace of Sloth in purgatory where the souls of the slothful go to be cleansed of the the sin of sloth um i'll give you more sloth is a translation of the i guess latin uh, sin assidio which is about not having the willpower to do what's right it's not just being lazy like oh i don't want to go to work at my office job i don't want to chop firewood with an axe it's you have you're settling for being mediocre for being mundane if you will mm -hmm. uh you might recall the metatron assigning everyone's sins nifix was pride cordelia was lust blake was sloth yup i'm home um blake actually why don't you roll me a strength uh check with disadvantage okay already something i do well this is the worst place for blake to be uh-oh. I botched. That Not only is that a botch, but you have a minus one in the modifier, so that's a straight-up zero. <laughs> zero! Okay, so you, you guys, uh, you follow the Lady of Pain through the hole in the main stairway into the Terrace of Sloth, and Blake immediately uh, is seized by the power of this, of this Terrace. This is the worst place for him to be. He is... Uh, he is a tiny flame in the middle of the Pacific Ocean right now. The rest of you, you are not uh, characterized by the sin of sloth, so you you don't feel anything too overpowering, but you see uh, up ahead of you the Lady of Pain flying away. She's, she's levitating off the ground with a fly spell and just going up the terrace away from you, but Blake, you can't move. You're, you're absolutely uh, spellbound by this place. Hey, Blake, buddy, you don't seem so good. Are you tired? Yeah tired do you need like take a nap actually it's a good place to take need, a nap do you need a chai latte oh this late no i'll be up all night um as you're bantering the whole building shakes and you see in the darkness surrounding the terrace cracks begin to form in reality which is not something you can easily grasp in your mind. But like this terrace is floating in infinite blackness, which used to be the core of this plane because it has been flipped inside out. And all of a sudden uh, it starts cracking like red cracks in space. All right. Uh, I, I'll have to Blake up on my shoulders. King, you pick up Blake. You have him now. You're strong enough and he is small enough. You can carry him. No problem. So you, you want to run up the terrace after the lady of pain before she brings this building down on you yeah let's just do that that seems like a good idea um it, it is nifix who's doing this but you don't know that is from your perspective the thing that's making everything go bananas is the lady of pain so up ahead of you she exits the sloth terrace but as you reach the threshold between them king you try to carry blake across and he is knocked out of your arms as if trying to cross an invisible barrier uh you can pass through easy but he is just just pushed out of your hands and he hits the ground with a thud. 
Oh, looks like they dropped you. And King is going to grab onto the front of Blake's shirt. It's <laughs> like, and try to pick him up. And if he goes right to the wall, it's it's, it's going to happen a couple times because King's thunk. not going to grasp this. Yeah, he's just like, donk, donk. <laughs> oh, lost you. Oop, butterfingers. Oop. Maybe if I try too, when I pull on the other arm. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, you're going to absolutely, you're going to tear Blake apart by trying to pull him through the sloth terrace. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is like a cell wall, and there's like a, a, a slightly pe- permeable membrane, which for uh, you know chemical reasons, it seems like Blake cannot cross. Blake, you are crushed under the psychic weight of the sloth terrace. What do you do before your party members tear you limb from limb? Um, what if we try throwing him up above it? Up above what? <laughs> up above what, King? <laughs> just like really King, above just what? Just like really up high. What? It might well, go I can, over I can when see the other it. side of. I can see the you know where they are trying to pull me into, right? Absolutely, yeah. So this is right. a long hallway suspended in darkness. There's just a door. They can walk through it. For them, it's very mundane and simple. But for you, it's like the crushing weight of your sin is keeping you from passing through it. All right. Well, I'm gonna cast Misty Step and Misty Step my ass onto the other side of the barrier. Interesting. So let me think something here. Why don't you roll, um, just roll me an intelligence check. You're a smart guy. 15. Uh, so with an, uh, 15 intelligence, you know that if you try to teleport through this barrier, your body may make it to the other side, but your mind will not. Yikes. So uh, you pull out the coin as that thought hits you, and <laughs> the DM looks at you thoughtfully with hands on his chin and thinks, does Blake want to rip himself in half? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cordelia, you get his arms and pull it. I'll push from the back. I don't think this is helping anymore. Well, maybe this time it'll work. Uh, It's not gonna work. I belong here. Wait, do you, like, live here or something? No, is he remember the super zombie was like, ooh, you're sloth. <laughs> was he a zombie or a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> He's a, a ghost. Ooh. <laughs> Blake, uh, as you're you're saying that to your friends who are trying to pull you across the threshold repeatedly and you're realizing what's going on, um, a figure appears to you. You uh you don't know this, obviously. When Nifix was climbing the pride terrace an image of garl Glittergold, gnome god appeared to her to try to help cleanse of her cleanse her of her sin and she blood bent him to take his power <laughs> instead of being freed from it uh what appears to you is the demon of sloth belphegor who i'm uploading a picture now because he's literally one of my favorite mythological things in history let me see let me see this guy look at this homie oh, oh yeah <laughs> he looks like he's taking a shit <laughs> he is living the life what is what going he's doing on with his other arm it's like curled behind <laughs> he's him. holding his he's tail, stroking so he his tail you know like you do lauren you said he looks like he's taking a shit he is literally taking a shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> Good he's job, holding up me. his tail so he doesn't get shit in his he, tail he's an old man demon who's just like oh this shit's taking me fucking forever and his toilet has wheels well, I've been at this point I've been Balfamar a couple times in my life I know this feeling <laughs> Balfamar. <laughs> I don't know it's nonsense it's all it's fake words I mean this is the sort of dude that has like a reader's digest there it's gonna be there a while right or like the 
fucking what is it the victoria's secret catalog i mean what what he needs a squatty potty he'll be in and out in no time just you know yeah get those knees up that's true i love it because it, it speaks to a medieval view of morality where like one of the most sinful things you could do is just take a relaxing shit <laughs> <laughs> why like you know sometimes you just you have one of those shits where you're like, I'm just taking all my clothes off. This is the kind of shit this is going to be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's what's going to happen. And you just go with it. And you know what? That's a primal relaxation I think we should all strive towards. Every few months, I eat something that I shouldn't have eaten. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, like, I'll wake up and I'll have to strip naked and, like, sweat out of every pore and take a shit that looks a lot like this. Yeah. <laughs> That's more than I wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> symbolically it really speaks to like christianity's uncomfortableness with bodies and like the idea that bodies are inherently sinful and that you should be you should you should dedicate yourself to holy pursuits instead of bodily ones so it's like an indulgent image of bodily functions another interesting tidbit this demon is associated with france so take that you know, i guess once i paid my electric bill while taking a shit so i feel <laughs> like i've been very productive with my poops generally <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh that's what blake you're like dying here on the floor crushed by the psychic weight of your <laughs> sin guy taking a shit <laughs> Bl- blake and cordelia are trying to drag you through the door and you see a ghostly image of the demon belphegor who's literally uh, on his throne which is like a flying toilet not a joke an actual <laughs> demonological concept from hundreds of years ago by very respected scholars of religion. The, the more I think about this, the more I'm pretty sure that this is a creature in Persona that I have fought. The demon on the toilet. It's in every single Persona game, yeah. Oh my god, I fought this this week in Persona. <laughs> Alright, Austin, uh, I'm gonna give you some background noises while you talk with him. No! no! Uh, Blake, what do you... <laughs> no. No! <laughs> Don't make me have to add a content warning to this. Blake, what do you do? So, what? You're the boss? Uh, Belphegor, like opens his mouth to speak, and then just is too, too bored, too, too lazy, doesn't bother. I feel you. So, is this uh, it then? This is what we're going to do? You're gonna <laughs> shit, and I'm gonna watch you do it. <laughs> Why does he have gloves and socks? I yeah, we just put the persona version of Belphegor in the chat, and he's wearing fucking f- a toeless yeah. and fingerless. This is the dude I saw taking the shit in the video game before I beat him up. <laughs> he's wearing fingerless gloves and toeless goulash galoshes. I don't even know what those are. They're, they're, they're like, Did you say goulashes? You know what I meant, goulashes. <laughs> well, they they me. look like something Magneto would wear. Or... Yeah, this is a 90s X-Men character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like little tassels. What are those? Little buttons. Call, I call him like poop Metheus and everything he poops is like a prophetic vision of the future or something like Jesus that. Jesus Christ. I've done this to myself, to be fair. <laughs> You were like, no, they won't make any jokes about the literal shit demon. Yeah. Uh, Belphegor just (laughs) gestures broadly to the whole place as if to say, that's what this place is. Just once again, it's just too 
too lazy to even vocalize, but it is getting across the idea that as long as you're slothful, this is where you will be. Well, I mean, I have something to do. Like, you know, higher calling stuff awaits. It's it's on the other side of the wall. I'd love to go do it. Love to. <laughs> what are you thinking about, Blake, right now? What is the thing that you actually want to dedicate your life to that's outside of yourself? Um, well, it's, um, it's going on, on murder sprees <laughs> with, <laughs> with Cordelia. <laughs> bad people. All really bad people, though. But that's still for your own enjoyment. No, it's not. It's for Cordelia's enjoyment. Yeah, I get more out of it than he does. Because <laughs> really, if, if he doesn't go along, she's going to get herself killed. <laughs> okay, so you start thinking about Cordelia and how you want to help her. And I think there is like a slight glow in your chest and creeping lines of magic begin kind of uh, pushing out of your chest and reaching for Cordelia. Do I see that? Sure. Whoa, look, there's so oh, there's you are you having a heart attack? Is that what that means? I don't know I how I think humans this is work. a stroke. Yeah, I definitely think this is a stroke because uh, you would not believe the idea I just had. Did, <laughs> can you get up? I don't know. No, you're having a heart attack. Okay, hold on. That's usually not how it works. What is it you do for heart attacks? Pour soup on your face, right? I think I take an aspirin. That's how human bodies work, right? Uh, but, uh, so Blake's going to see if he can push himself through the barrier. I think the, the magical connection with Cordelia is established. You have your something outside of yourself that you want to put into the world is to bring her joy. And so there's like a magical connection tethers between you and Cordelia. I, I don't know if that's enough, though. So let's see. Uh, why don't you roll me... A charisma, once again, like I said, a Nifix in the cold open, about putting your will into the world, about forcing your sense of things onto reality. So 17. Uh, 17 is pretty good. I was looking for 20. Do you, is there anything else that can give you a bonus to this? Something else in the world that you want to actually work for and towards and about outside of yourself? He doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd really like to make sure Callie doesn't get stupid. <laughs> doesn't get stupid. Yeah, as in uh, make sure she's prepared. She seems like she's a very impressionable, naive child who's going to fall God, is she. right in line with all of her family bullshit about this end of the universe crap. And yeah, she doesn't have to be a part of that. She can break out of that system. Okay, so as you you very reluctantly uh, acknowledge that part of yourself, a second tendril comes out of your chest and off into like like through the ceiling almost off to wherever Callie is, and now there's two pulling you forward, and you can be dragged across the threshold and out of the sloth terrace. Oh, you did it! Okay. Yay! You did it with your heart attack! You're literally being pulled by your heart. Not literally, that's not a good use of the word literally. Metaphorically, <laughs> spiritually. <laughs> you are literally being dragged, though. Yeah. Oh, this hurts. This is... 
Mm, that's gotta leave marks. I just bought this suit. All right, we'll rip some dirt in. We gotta get going. I want to heft Blake up over my shoulder, like upside down, and start running after Lady Payne. All right, let's go. So Blake is dragged across the threshold by his own heart, uh, and as he gets pulled into like King's arms and lifted up to be carried again, I think Belfagor like looks up at you, Blake, and's like, "Got any toilet paper?" <laughs> um, you would think the demon of sloth would have a bidet. Uh, no, no, unfortunately, I I can't. <laughs> Oh darn, my uh, well, uh, yeah, no, my 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 illusions aren't quite strong enough <laughs> to give him temporary toilet paper. I mean, that would be pretty funny to give him illusory toilet paper. <laughs> that would be incredibly funny to give him illusory. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> honestly, that's the sickest burn I could think of. What a f- f- fucking mean thing to do. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Blake's gonna cast Minor Illusion, and uh, and and cast up a little roll of toilet paper, just set on the ground <laughs> next to where he's dragged out. Oh, at least, yeah, there's there's no terrace for just being a general asshole. <laughs> no. Oh, thank God. So now you've reached the greed terrace. Uh, None of you are sufferers of the sin of greed, at least not enough to be bound by the magic of this place. Uh, So nothing happens to you right away. The main features of the greed terrace are the ghostly after images of the, the greedy souls that used to linger here all face down on this long corridor uh, sloping up into the darkness. Um, you notice that the cracks in the sky have become much more concerning, numerous, and deep. Very, very scary, but your attention is focused on the top of the terrace where the Lady of Pain has stopped and turned around to look down, uh, presumably to see if you got past uh, that the barrier that was keeping Blake stuck on the sloth terrace. Hey! Who are you? Because we know you're not the Lady of Pain, but I don't know who you are. But you're a coward. <laughs> uh, so the Lady of Pain summons a blade barrier in the middle of the terrace. A huge wall of spinning blades now blocks your path. Can I get into the blade barrier and hold the blades to let everyone else through oh my god so 20 feet high five feet thick so the spinning razor sharp blades made of magic um if you want to try to get in there (laughs) there aren't any rules against it i will say i think it's an interesting role-playing moment Um, (laughs) but you're, you're gonna take some pretty severe damage are you ready for that yeah let's do it all right so that's gonna be 60 10 for oh. King. Oh, God. Uh, 32. It could have been worse, honestly. I love hearing everyone else like, oh, my God. I'm like, 60, 10. I was like, even if it crits, it can't even take half my health. Really? I'm I'm a fighter. We do that. 
So there's this there's this huge wall of spinning blades. It seems like a very uh, dangerous obstacle, and King just sets Blake down and bamfs into it, and just sacrifices his own flesh to like get caught up in the spinning blades and make a path for Blake and Cordelia. Oh, Blake's not wasting any time on that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm running through, flying through. Is the lady a pain within 90 feet? Um, <laughs> can I see her? Yeah, okay, yeah. So she wasn't expecting that. So yeah, what do you what do you do as you get... I would like to cast Hold Monster. All right, so I have to make a uh, wisdom? Yes. 15. Fuck yeah. You fail. All right, so... You're paralyzed, dog. Nope, she is not. The Lady of Pain is going to use one of her legendary resistances to su- choose to succeed, but you burned one of the three. Yes, that's still progress. Okay, so I wasn't expecting this to happen, but you've caught up to her already. Let's have this uh, fight. Yay. Okay. Damn, we did good. Good job, team. Yay. We were slow, but we did it. 17. Yeah, you go, Blake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah! 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 I like that we just got out of the slothful plane where Blake was the one beholden to it, and then we immediately go to the next plane, and he's the first one to act on initiative. <laughs> he's like, I'm ready! He's like, I'm, I'm up and at him now! <laughs> uh, near the door to the gluttony terrace is the Lady of Pain, floating silently. Blake, you get the drop on her. Alright, I'm gonna drop a moonbeam. Alright, so that's hits on her turn. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so you set up a moonbeam, and it's King's turn. All right. Uh, I'm going to run up, and I'm going to unload a bunch of attacks on her. Uh, so, oop, not 11, uh, 22, uh, 26, uh, 23, uh, 23, and a 20. Everything but the first one hits. Hot diggity dog, yo. Yeah! Plus 10. So 56 damage. Wow. Okay, so as you hit her 56 damage with your sword, uh, you're going to take... She uses a reaction. Her shadow fills with knives, and you're going to take damage from that. Uh, Only 10 damage, but you get into melee range with her, which means you step in her shadow, and you are struck by knives uh, that begin popping in all around you. Um, So at the end of your turn, King, as a legendary action, she's going to make uh, a, a cloud of daggers... Uh, on Blake because she does no. not she does not know that your concentration can't be broken so she's trying to disrupt your moonbeam mm-hmm dumb bitch <laughs> oh my god that's so mean I didn't actually mean it <laughs> so it's now the Lady of Pain's turn and because King is a very dangerous foe uh, the Lady of Pain uh, well first she uh, takes a constitution makes a constitution saving throw uh, and if she's shape change or she does so with disadvantage Fifteen. Uh, no. All right. Afraid not. Uh, nine damage and assumes original form cannot assume a different form until leaving the light. Yeah. So the moonbeam comes down out of the air, hits her. Uh, behind her mask, she shape changes back into Sharon. Although the mask is still blocking her face, so you can't see it. But normally, when she puts on the mask, she does like a polymorph to make herself just a, just like a featureless humanoid just like completely blank expression so you can't just like rip her mask off and see who it is now she's sharon but she's still wearing the mask so you can't see her um but if you knock her mask off now you will know um now it is her turn and she's going to look at king dead in the eyes 
Uh, the last time that these two fought, she snuck up on King and just dropped a blade barrier on him, flaying him alive before he could do anything. But now forced to fight you one on one, she casts Maze. Coward. Coward. <laughs> no saving throw. King is just immediately thrown into a maze. Now, Austin. Yes. Now, we've, now, Chris. We've met eye to eye. May I roll an insight roll on it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, 13, so not very good. I'm like, Grandma! <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so good, though, if like you, she looked at you in the eye and you're like, oh, God, it's shit, and then you got teleported away. That's not so before, but instead I shout grandma before going away. <laughs> Incredible. So King is uh, sent to the maze, and he will have to make an intelligence check every turn to come back, which we all know is King's. Oh, I'm gone, boys. It's been fun. <laughs> King's best. If we kill her, he comes back, right? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's what happened to you. Yeah, that's true. In fact, Cordelia, it's your turn. So... I have many strong spells, but what I would like to do at this current moment is I'm going to hit her with three Eldritch Blasts uh, to try and, one, bitch slap her with it, and two, remove the mask. Because she did stab me a lot and put me in a maze. 15, 30, 17. Only the 30 hits, but that is a, a crit, so double the damage on it. I rolled a 22. All right, 22 damage as you, sh you send an Eldritch Blast right into her face, and it hits the mask dramatically, and there's, like, a moment where, like, is it going to fall off? And no, not quite. You're close, though. Um, okay, so legendary action at the end of your turn, at the end of your turn, Cordelia. Um, the Lady of Pain raises her hand, and a torrent of knives shoot out of the ground uh, at your uh, under you because you're flying in the air. So, uh, dexterity saving throw to dodge them. Okay, hold on. I believe I get advantage does anyone else just write things on their character sheet and assume austin won't check <laughs> <laughs> no it's because i'm a ult i rolled a 20 okay so you succeed you take half which is six so you get nicked by a couple knives but you're not uh torn to bits like she was hoping it is now blake's turn blake you're in the cloud you started your turn in the cloud of daggers uh eight to you okay and you do not, your concentration is not broken because of your cufflinks that right. Cordelia made for you. That's correct. Okay. What do you do? Um, I guess it's fireball time. Uh-oh. So yeah! <laughs> Eight, not good enough. No, that's very uh, unfortunate for her. <laughs> 35 damage. Okay, yeah, interesting. I was thinking we'd get back to King so we could roll. King, before I describe what happens with this fireball, I actually want to get a scene of you in the maze. Describe to me what you're doing in the maze. Um, like the walls. I imagine King uh, puts his finger in his mouth, uh, puts it up to the air to detect which direction the wind is coming from, <laughs> and then just starts trying to punch his way through walls. So that he could take the most direct way out, which is a straight line through all of the walls. Okay, roll intelligence to see if King would have gotten out of the, the maze. I got a two. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I didn't add my modifier, so that should be a negative one. <laughs> so actually, it's mathematically impossible to get out, right? Because you need a 20? Well, I, I'm half Minotaur, so I think I automatically get out. The, why would you just say... <laughs> 
You make everything so much more difficult. Uh, King, you start punching the wall over and over and over. And that's what you see from your perspective. Everyone else, you see uh, the Lady of Pain go up in flames. Uh, she is no longer polymorphed under it. So as her cloak burns off, you begin seeing, peeking out from underneath the cloak's uh, skeleton arms. Oh my god, maybe it was Kato. <laughs> <laughs> Kato, why did you send us to kill you? Uh, the Lady of Pain raises her arm up, and like Thor's hammer being recalled, a scythe flies into her hand through a portal. Um, this scythe takes you a minute to recognize it, because it's not it doesn't look like it did the last time you, you saw it, when it was a pickaxe, but she only really sharpened the blade. It is still made out of angel bone, very distinctive, and you recognize it, Cordelia, as your former item. Oh, it's Sharon. Hey, guys. <laughs> Sharon's being a real bitch right now. Uh, Sharon uh, shrugs off her burning cloak and removes her mask with one hand. And so now she is standing at the top of the terrace with an angel bone scythe in one hand and the Lady of Pain mask in the other. And as soon as she takes it off, King, you fall out of the sky and land on the terrace. Oh, there you are. Did you lick the walls? I thought I was going to eventually. Hey, what's Sharon doing here? <laughs> She's the Lady of Pain. She killed you. She stabbed me. She scalped Con... Not Conrad. <laughs> she scalped Blake. Why? That's a really good question. I'd love an answer to that question. Hey, Sharon, why did you kill King and stab me and scalp Blake? I feel like the nice thing to do would be to apologize, but to be honest with y'all, I don't feel bad at all. Y'all unrepentant murderers. I did the right thing. King was a mercenary, taking jobs for the lowest of the low, preying on the weak and innocent. I did the world a favor. By guiding him to Cato. The world has been saved three times because of that decision. Cordelia, I, regret, I regretted stabbing you in the moment. But it, to be honest, my only regret now is I didn't kill you. Your actions directly led to the breakout of the second faction war. Tens of thousands will be dead because of your actions. So, and I don't know who that, I don't know who you are, man. <laughs> You know, I just want to say this sounds like some mighty strong cognitive dissonance happening. The real Monty chose me to preserve order and sigil, and you are the reason order has broken down. Oh, so because your group told you that they're in charge, that means you guys get to make all the decisions and... And it's like 100% a guarantee that Cordelia would be dead if King hadn't been made a part of the Fury. So, in a sense, didn't you make all of this happen? Wait, who's the Rigatoni? Nobody cares. I think she made them up. <laughs> who's the Rigatoni? <laughs> ravioli, ravioli, give me the Rigatoni. Uh, Sharon says... Cordelia, on a personal level, I actually enjoy your company. You're a pretty fun person, but I'm not going to sit here and argue morality with a serial killer. Y'all are, are sick. Okay, so we're sick for killing, but I mean, you literally killed so many that you gave Blake wet sock with blood. I feel like the pot 
kettle thing here. Like, maybe don't... Not to mention whatever you're doing, you know, with the building. I mean, tearing this place yeah, apart. Yeah, why is everything breaking? Yeah, as you say that, the, the building rumbles again, and a crack appears in the sky above you in the darkness, and all of a sudden a torrent of black water pours through. Uh, this is the river Styx, although you may not know or understand why or how that's happening. And it pours down on the terrace uh, between you all and Sharon. And Sharon says, I see you do not understand what is at stake here. Yeah, because you just started fucking shit up without like telling anyone what was going on. Like, I guess it's just good that Nifix isn't here to see the village <laughs> become... She would be so upset with you. She likes you probably the most of all of us. <laughs> uh, as you say that, another crack appears in, in the, the sky above you, and now the phlegathon begins flooding in. Looks like we are running out of time for explanations. And she just uh, t- turns and f- floats out of the terrace and goes up to the gluttony le- level, leaving you to be drowned by the boiling blood now raining from the sky. It's 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 ridiculous. I mean, you know, nobody monologues anymore. If if only there was someone up the stairs who could give you a good monologue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, so the sky is now raining boiling blood. So I'm not even going to ask if you run. You have to, or you'll be boiled alive. Yeah. Um, you run onto the Gluttony Terrace, and you see that it is a beautiful forest glen of a hallway. It's as if someone grew a corridor instead of built one and above you all these tree branches are delicately hanging down the most scrumptious looking fruit you've ever seen i don't give a shit let's go kill this bitch do you know if there's like a fire escape in here or anything like that (laughs) uh cordelia so you start flying ahead dexterity saving throw as knives begin shooting out of the forest all around you I get advantage on that. I rolled 11, which is a lot better than the botch that it would have been. <laughs> Nine. You were hit by a hail of daggers that shoot out from between the trees. Uh, she's in the trees! Ooh, can I put on a flannel shirt and a fake beard and go lumberjacking? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to roll strength to chop at a tree? Uh, what about athletics? Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Whatever, roll. I'm trying to get to this. this. <laughs> oh boy, I got a 17. All right, so yes, uh, 17 isn't good enough to cut through the trunk, but you can slash one of the branches off. And as the uh, the fruit falls to the ground, uh, if you try to walk towards it, as if it has the uh, magnetic same pole as you, it's pushed away. You can never close the distance between you and these fruit. Ugh. This is one of those hipster grocery stores. <laughs> you probably need an app on your phone to get it. Oh my god! All right, so that's this this terrace. None of you are are, are sufferers of the sin of gluttony, so you're not bound by this place. Cool. So up we go. Yeah, let's keep going. All right, uh, all of you make athletics checks to run up this terrace under a hail of knives. Yay, knives! Um, is that athletics if I'm flying? Boo athletics. No, that's uh, acrobatics if you're flying. May I roll with disadvantage yes. to enable Blake to roll with advantage? 
16. Sure, only because I don't want to argue with you. <laughs> You're awesome. So well, I, I crit failed on mine, so good luck. <laughs> good luck, Blake. I got a 17. Blake succeeds, Cordelia succeeds, King fails. Uh, so, King, you just throw yourself in front of a hail of knives. You take 18 damage. Okie dokie. Uh, you just take a knife square to the fucking jaw and uh, throwing yourself in front of Blake. But the door to the last terrace is above you and it's open. You see the Lady of Pain, or I guess it's just Sharon now. I'm just going to say Sharon. Uh, she flies through it. Scythe in one hand, mask in the other. Do you know if there's a fire escape in this building? <laughs> I want to thorn whip the mask out of her hand. All right, make the attack. All right. Um, do, 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 do. It is. Okay. 22. All right. So, Blake, you see uh, Sharon tries to go through the terrace door, and you summon Callie's thorn whip, and you latch onto it. You grapple hook onto the mask, and now you are uh, in a tug of war with Sharon. Strength check to tear it out of her hands. Okay. This is less my thing. It's a two. <laughs> Oops. 14. Yeah. All right. It was I, a good try, though. Honestly, that would have whipped ass. That would have been fun. Yeah, that would have been good. I just want to cry cripple her a little bit. I mean, if 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 Blake walked into the final boss room wearing the Lady of Pain mask, I think maybe everyone would have just surrendered. <laughs> that would be very cool. So Sharon and Blake do a tug of war with uh, Callie's vine whip, uh, and Blake almost wins, but Sharon takes her other hand with the uh, angel bone scythe and slashes through the vine and, and spins out of your grip and up onto the next terrace. Um, meanwhile, the cracks above you burst open, and torrents of icy cold water from the cockatiss uh, flow down onto the party, make athletics and or now make uh, dexterity saving throws uh, to leap out of the way uh, to avoid getting washed away by the waters of the cockatice. I crit 10 seven. All right. Um, so, uh, King, you haul ass. You actually just, like, leap out of this terrace. Uh, both Blake and Cordelia fail, and you are hit by the waters of the cockatus and thrown into the trees of the gluttony terrace. You both are going to take 12 damage, but you pull yourselves up, and you crawl through the door as that terrace floods, and you can shut it behind you. Onward! So you have reached the top terrace of purgatory, Lust. Yeah. Yeah. This entire terrace is one raging inferno. Disco inferno? Okay, just before we before we get started, I'm just going to argue before we even get there. Uh Cordelia did uh discover the joy of platonic love <laughs> this season. So, now be, ca be careful before you answer this question because a lot of people are listening very intently. <laughs> Did you did you discover the joy of platonic love with Blake? Yes. You've killed them, Lauren. You've killed them. You've slaughtered <laughs> well, hold them. Hold on, hold on. Uh, let me make a caveat, which people who know me as a human personally, you can fuck your friends. <laughs> so keep on believing out there. All you little shippers. <laughs> I do want to say, though, lust is once again a translation, just a Damn thing it. for Damn it. for English. Uh, the sin is luxuria, obviously the same 
fuck root as luxury it is excess yes often excess sexual desire but it's excess in many things uh it is essentially the sin of being extra god damn it (laughs) as i scream being extra would you say that cordelia is still extra I mean, one could make an argument that she is less so because she has been doing less public murder than she (laughs) used to. A fewer amount, if you will. Okay, so there's this entire terrace is a raging inferno, but King, uh, you run into it because you're just running. You crit. So I'm going to give you this. You run into it and it does not burn you. Oh, nice. Cool, it's like the opening level of the Ninja Turtles arcade game. That's exactly what you think. Um, yep. <laughs> Blake, you as well. You touch the fire and it does not hurt. Uh, Cordelia, uh, let's make some rolls here. You want to assert that your platonic love of Blake and your decreasing extravagance, the decrease of the way of luxuria in your life have uh, tampered that sin. Why don't you roll me charisma? I don't have an apartment anymore. I mean, I live, I have a roommate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I roll charisma. Yeah. 15. I was looking for 20. So I'm going to say you take damage, but as you walk through the fire, it starts burning away your sin. Nine damage. Uh, Cordelia, as you touch the fire, and it does burn. But remember, these terraces aren't about punishment. Punishment is for the outer plane you get sent to if you can't purge your sin you walking through the fire is purging your sin so yeah look at it that way yeah all of your sin was in the spots where those nine hit points lived my butt (laughs) sin is stored in the butt (laughs) uh cordelia uh, well okay Lauren, why don't you think a little bit, maybe do a, like a monologue about your inner psychology when we come back to you, because I want to cut to Nifix. Oh, shit, I get to do something this episode. Nifix, um, so you are doing your flips, and you're actually, you're shredding. We left you here. You're shredding on your guitar. The rivers are all spiraling around you. Like, you're now water bending all of the underworld rivers around you in a great helix above you as the, the garden tears itself apart. And all of a sudden, Sharon runs up from the terrace to the roof, uh, mask in one hand, scythe in the other, uh, like covered in soot where Blake set her on fire. And she starts running towards you. Uh, how's, how, how's it going by me time, huh? Oh, uh, well, it's going pretty well, Nifix, until the Fury showed up. Uh, them, them. Okay, okay, okay. Um, is that anyone else or is it just them? It's just King, Cordelia, and some white guy. If they get here, I will talk to them. At the very least, I will tell them they can walk away. They don't have to go where we're going. They've all got things they want to be doing in this life. It's not in their interest to stick around while I finish this up. Uh, Sharon looks around the garden and sees what you're doing and how it's being torn apart. And she says, huh. What? Honestly... Part of me was kind of resigned to you just disappearing into the ether and me fighting until I was overwhelmed by Romani and stabbed to death or something, but... Hey, (laughs) if I'm going on undeniably the most epic road trip of all time, 
I'm not going to kick you out the car at the last stop. I think at this point, uh, Sharon uh, drops the scythe, like, blade down into the grass, so she has a free arm to hug you. Hey. We're going to make our best bet at getting out of here together. It'd be nice to have some company. <laughs> Cordelia, describe what walking through fire that burn that burns away your sin is like. <laughs> and how you feel about that emotionally. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Why does it hurt? No. Nah. Nah. It's not about that like sexual desire is wrong, even though that's probably what the the people who wrote <laughs> this material probably thought they have, they have a sick relationship with their bodies. But in the Dice Funk universe, it's specifically about uh, putting an emphasis on your own uh, material gratification, a selfish desire above other people, rather than just being a horny is bad. Horny is fine. No, maybe I do take up too much of the living room with my taxidermied mouse collection (laughs) that is luxurious they all have different outfits they're like little dolls but also that is pretty rude I guess I should do that less maybe I should also not scream so much when we're committing a murder Since that could put people in danger who are not me, a.k.a. Blake. He's so weak. (laughs) What would he do? I don't know. Well, I guess he would be able to get rid of the mouse statuettes, but... I love how we're both convinced that the other could not possibly do this without them. (laughs) You're like, she's a crazy bitch. I asked you both to confront the sins of your character, and both of your answers were like... It's kind of on the other person. (laughs) Blake and Cordelia are the only thing that make each other worthwhile people. (laughs) Yay, each other. Yeah. Uh, So you walk through the fire. Give me another charisma roll with advantage. Oh, I love advantage. 22. 22 is enough to stop the burning. You succeed. I'm going to put some lotion on. Or something. <laughs> yeah, so Cordelia, you emerge from the fire to the top of the terrace. Uh, King and Blake are already there. Um, first of all, do you say anything to each other? And second of all, do you take the time to heal before you enter the garden? So, you know, Blake, I was thinking while I was walking through the fire. You know how I'm always crowding up your house with my stuff. Maybe I do less of that now. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I could certainly show you some really practical uh, storage solutions. You know, clear plastic totes. Yeah. They're stackable. You know, I mean, I think really it's just a matter of organization more than anything. And then you'll be so much more efficient when it comes time to, you know, make a a skirt out of phalluses or whatever it is you're working on. (laughs) Dick skirt, dick skirt, dick skirt, dick skirt, dick skirt. I can't make the episode dick skirt. Don't even try. What about what about phallus skirt? Why not? It's gonna be poop Metheus. We already decided. At least I did. I need to find another way to get Climax and Uranus in here somehow. 
We can get climax in your anus. Oh, two. it could be a whole sequel. Like, yeah, it's a whole sequence. Like climax in your anus one, climax in your anus two, climax in your anus three. Climax in your anus two, electric boogaloo. What are these Coheed and Cambria albums? Come on. <laughs> oh, that's a reference. Oh. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to do math and talk at the same time, and it's not a good combination. <laughs> uh, maybe after we do stop whatever is happening. We go to the container store. You can show me your favorite ones. I'd like that. I want to go to the container store so bad. You guys have no idea. <laughs> I want to go so bad for real. The container store rules. I bet. Do you have containers for containers there? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, after a while, you're going to wind up with a, a bunch of, you know, storage that you aren't in need of immediately or you empty something and then you need a place to store your storage so i've got a whole system oh that sounds interesting did they do a documentary on that no i do like the idea that as king is saying that the sky is cracking and the waters of the the cockatiss are flowing into the terrace is there a documentary about how they got containers for containers baby <laughs> Like a four-part miniseries on HBO or something like that. We should bring you with us since you have so many children. I feel like you'll need a lot of storage. Oh, yeah. I'm going to need cubby holes for all of them. Yeah. And toy chests and, and, and dressers. Yeah, if you could give me a heads up. Group trip to Ikea in the container store. Let's go now. Boop, boop, boop. Bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> Austin would cry. <laughs> you know... I'm kind of sad I won't be a fear anymore because it is kind of fun to hang around you guys. Well, we don't have to be a team, the team of coworker or killers. We can just like hang out. Yeah, there's there's really no reason. I mean, I always just assumed you were busy. Also, you you terrify me. Really? Why? You're very large. Uh, just enormous. Uh. And you? Yeah, I guess so. you. I mean, just kill things. Yeah, sometimes I do that. But, you know, it's kind of interesting, guys. When you think about it, no matter how you get there, when you end up, human beings really have this miraculous gift to make that place home. That was very deep. Yeah, strangely deep. Did you steal that from One Piece? <laughs> No, I stole it from the last episode of The Office, but no one called me out on it. Don't, don't leave that in there. Let everyone think I'm deep. Whenever you say something like deeply profound, I assume you've st you stolen it for one piece. <laughs> I mean, 90% of the time it is. Oh, boy. Well, maybe uh, we, hell, we hang out and I can teach the children how to sew. Yeah, Blake, what are you going to teach the children? <gasps> Illusions. <laughs> I'll teach them... Um, Magic. Accounting, isn't that what you do? It sure is, buddy. <laughs> Every youngster needs to know how to balance a checkbook. They're not that heavy, are they? <laughs> All right, anything you want Anything you want ringing in the ears of our audience poignantly to recall with tear-stained cheeks as you die? Yeah, let's do this. Climax in Uranus 2! <laughs> Even more goo! <laughs> so the Furies rush uh, through the door onto the roof into the Garden of Eden where Sharon and Nifix are embracing uh, the 
Angel Bone Scythe is plunged into the ground. Sharon turns. She has the Lady of Pain mask in one hand. The rivers of the underworld are swirling around like a hurricane. Um, what do you do? What the fuck? Oh, God, okay. Uh, you three. Oh, hi, Nifix! Oh, oh, you, you, you three. I'm going to say one thing to the three of you right now. Get the fuck out of here. You do not want to be here. Duh, you're not my mom. You do not want to be here. This place is going to be gone from reality in a minute, and you all have things that you care about in your life, so just get the fuck out. I'm warning you now. What? I don't even know what's happening, but this is very stupid. Did you say, uh, what? Did you just, like, pop the whole building out of... Didn't you blow the Gallerhorn? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. It's... Why? It's all been a lot since I last saw all of you. Uh, hey, fun fact. Last time I saw all of you, uh, and then I left... I got chased down for that soul. Remember remember way back, way back when I signed a bit of paperwork so we could go through a place and it's like, it's fine, we'll have time to get that soul later, we'll have time, we'll have time. No, I was given like a countdown clock to my death. It was not fun. I can't tell you how I got out of it, but I got out of it and it's bad. And I had to do things I didn't want to do. But I did it. And I didn't die. And I kind of just ended up on this path here now. And I'm here... This is very awkward. I... Look, just, just look. You, you all have things you care about. I just want to. I just want to be gone. I just, I just want to stop dealing with all of this. I want to get out. King, you've got a kid. I cannot separate you from that kid. You've, you've all, you've all got shit to, that you want to do on this life. Get out of here before I tear this place out of reality. Because I don't want to force you to come with me because you don't want to come. Why are you taking it out of reality? Because my only other alternative is to spend the rest of my life running. I'm going to spend forever running and I don't want to do that. Because there's no stopping now. I, I stop and I die. That's that's life. And I just want to I just want a space where no one's chasing me. I can go just chill and play video games. That's all I wanted to be doing. Just want to play some fucking video games. Okay, so, so you're just going to what? Like create your own little pocket universe that's entirely yours. Yeah, you know, like some sort of a like like a god. Oh. <sighs> I don't care. I don't care what label you put on it. Sure, I'm a god. Sure, I'm whatnot. I don't care. I want to be a normal person, not being chased down by people. But you're not a normal person. You're a god. You're reshaping reality. Okay, fine. What if I am reshaping reality? Reality fucking sucks. I live in a re- No, I live in a reality where I got killed for reasons I'm not allowed to tell you about, and- now I'm back alive, and I'm stuck in- I got brought back into a team of people who murder for fun, murder for profit, murder for whatever fucking reason. All of you are- you were killing for yourselves. You were killing for nothing- yeah. And you know what? Yeah, I'm- I'm trying to make a world where- I don't happen again, okay? I'm trying to make a world where I don't end up happening. 
I mean, it's one thing, right? You go to your own universe. Nobody gets hurt. It's you're out of the, you're doing your thing. Uh, but I don't think that's what's happening because I don't know if you've seen Blake's socks. Uh, but they are saturated with blood. And it's not that I'm upset about people dying or whatever. I don't like this crumbling thing. This yeah, seems it is kind of out of character for you. I mean, that's... yeah, it seems hypocritical for you to, to call us murderers when you're doing so much murder. Hey, hey, I learned. We're all hey, murderers. I here. learned from the fucking best, you lot. Well, but see, we would own up to it, you know. Oh yeah, no, I own up to the fact I've killed people. I'm pretty sure my kill count is a hell of a lot less than yours right now. Who knows where that'll go, but right now I think it's less. One other thing to add in here to escalate it maybe even further, especially for uh, Blake and Cordelia. Nifix blowing the Gallarhorn started a war between the Ratatosks and the Nidhogs. So Nifix is directly responsible for the fact that Morrow and Callie might be dying off screen right now. And I think, if anything, you might want to take her, bring, bring her to justice for them. Because otherwise, there's... A, a pretty high chance, and I think you probably should shout this at each other, <laughs> that they could be dead right now. And if not, bringing Nifix, bringing Nifix to justice might be the only way to stop that war. So that's just something to bring up. Yeah. I mean, but also, here's the thing. I don't really care about murder or people I don't care about, but you know what I don't like is when people I like get killed. Oh, oh, okay, you get to be the arbiter who who, who dies. Cool, cool, I, I well, see. I mean, it, it, it's cool you, when it's, you, get to, you know, the right people die. Sharon's over here talking about how blah blah blah, you started the war, it's all your fault, but you just, you started the war. Now the Nidhogg and the Ratatosks are fighting and Maro might die and Callie might die. She's a child. She is, and I don't want her to die, but look at the situation. This this war has been brewing for so long. Have you have you thought about all of the factions that we spent this whole time dealing with, who were always at a fucking powder kegs, ready to ready to kill each other? Uh, our well, lady that's of- different than starting a separate war. These are there was already a war. You started second war. Our Lady of Pain here is the only reason this war didn't boil over earlier than it did, and the Nidhogs. They have literally been waiting eternity for this horn to blow. Like, it is the thing that they wait for. It is the thing that is their purpose in in life. I did the thing that they said, we are waiting around for this to happen. We are waiting for someone to do this to give us an excuse to eat this tree to death. I, I, I literally pointed them at the destiny that they told me they had in front of them. What is the what's the physical matter? What are you doing? What? Why is uh I don't know everything crumbling and rivers going where they don't go? This garden I'm in, I am. Uh, I'm just gonna catapult it out of existence. That's the long and short of it. If you leave, I don't want anyone to get hurt. Take people with you. Evacuate this place. Go back to your lives. This garden will be gone. You can go on living your lives. I'll be. I'll. I'll be out of your hair. Uh, look, all right. Look, you can, you you can stop running if you want to. That is an option. You can come with us. Look, we'll make sure that everything gets treated fairly. But you're gonna have to face something. Otherwise, I I'm 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 curious. Uh, I'm curious, Blake. Blake, I'm curious. Are you gonna turn around and start? Facing consequences for all the killings you did? Are you going to put your hands up and go, yeah, I killed all those people, lock me in jail for, you know, however many lifetimes you're going to go do that? Well, I didn't live stream my crimes, Nifix. Yeah, 
okay, my crimes are known, but I don't see you going, eh, no, it's the moral thing to do, no. Yeah, because my crimes aren't known, Nifix. He's got the point. <laughs> I, I love your moral high ground is, no one knows I did a crime, therefore I have no reason to go and take, you know, responsibility for my crimes. Blake, did you ever say this was a moral standpoint? No, I just said you got caught. No, you just sound high and mighty as all hell, as you always fucking do. And that's just being realistic. Okay, let's let's be realistic. Where were you three when I had hours to live because I owed a soul? Did you call me and ask for help? <sighs> Did you call Blake and ask for help? I didn't get a call. Did you give me any reason to think that suddenly that soul was going to be important to you now? I mean, when you were hungover on bone juice, I held your hair. It, it wouldn't be because we cared about the soul. It would be because you were a teammate and we'd be helping you, but you didn't even ask. I mean, admittedly, I was pretty frustrated that you'd, you know, passed up that opportunity to kill that Norn and get that soul and, you know, and... and you had some shots, but I'd I, have been there. Hey, hey. I passed up the opportunity to try and kill a thing that could literally see our every move coming. Of every soul we came up against, I think that's the most defensible to not go for. What about that first one that we came up against? The big spider queen where someone in our group just decided, eh, nah, no, nah, we're just not gonna, we're not gonna have that soul, you know? <sighs> also, Nifix was in on the plan to kill Jean. Yeah, that was your idea to... Kill her and not take I, that oh, soul. I, I, yeah. I do not think it was my idea. It was not my idea. You were being supportive of me. I was being supportive because I'd just been thrown into a team of killers and I didn't know what I was doing. I was supposed to be in charge of this group and I had no fucking clue how to help. And I went to Kato for advice and his advice was, just just don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. I was having a breakdown from fucking murder mission See, one. and you I know, typical upper management behavior. They're never there when, they, when you tell them, I'm telling you, he's up to some shit. This is all Kato's doing. The three of you, I know that you're... I know that you've been nice to me, I know you were good people to me, but before I met you, before we started murdering, I was... I... Uh, no. <laughs> I was someone who sat and played video games. I was never made for this. Like, just take a second to try and imagine... Imagine if you hadn't been a group of murderers and you were dropped in with his sewer killer, his killer for hire, you work with them now. I, I'm i terrified of you lot. I've been terrified of you lot for... Okay, I was terrified. I was terrified of all of you. I made bad decisions. I fucking didn't know if I could turn to you. Cause everything in my life told me, don't trust serial killers and hitmen. I don't think that was a wild thing of me to be a little weirdly untrusting. I mean, did we give you any indication that we didn't have your back? Ever? Other than we didn't get the soul on time, which we also- But you didn't tell us that you were going to get killed about it. And if you had, we would have helped and you know it. I, I didn't have to tell you that there was a clock ticking for me to be killed. From the moment we signed it, that was the deal. If we didn't deal with the soul, at some point they were going to fucking come for me. Well, in, in fairness, I mean, 
the even ability to obtain the next soul from me was tied up entirely in the thing that saved your life that first time. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, in terms of actual responsibility, I don't have a whole lot here. But you have a whole lot of responsibility to own up to for, you know, getting people we care about killed. And so, you know, you can either, like, leave now with us or leave later also with us. But but not willingly. Maybe in fewer... I, you know, look, pieces. More pieces. More pieces, yeah. I am not the same person that you last saw. And if you think you're taking me down without a fight, good fucking luck. I am a lot more powerful of a fighter and a killer than I once was. Well, like I said, I gave you the option of no fight, but... Uh... I gave you the option to go home and see your friends and your family and your kids again. Yeah, they're not gonna be there anymore, so... Well, I mean, we can't, because they're fighting each other because you blew the Gallerhorn, so... They were going to be killing each other no matter what. You can keep saying that, it doesn't make it true. Yeah, but not not because of you, and not now. I really can't believe that your line in the sand is, Oh no, now the deaths of people I like. You know what? Every one of those people you killed, someone liked them. They had people who liked them. You didn't care about that, did you? No. You care about it when it's- No, because I don't care about that. I only care about the people I care about. I never said anything otherwise. Look, the worms and the squirrels are going to completely slaughter each other, and the only way they're going to stop from doing that is if we bring you in because you blew the horn and everybody knows it. Because you got it on video like a moron. <laughs> yeah, I was a fucking moron, but also- Hey, you know, you know, I know you want to save the Nidhogs. I know you want to save Callie. Who do you think fucking told me what the horn was and where to go find it and that it was a thing I could totally go do that the Nidhogs would be wild and positive about? Callie is an adolescent. But I'm the bad guy. A, a child in an incredibly relevant... Uh, uh, a child in an incredibly relative sense. I mean, yes. <laughs> she is not a fully adult nidhog. It'd be like a teenager in snake or human body, right? Yeah, I just don't I don't I don't involve kids myself. That's That's just my thing. Uh, again, 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 big old mo big old moral lines from, oh, I think it's fun to just murder people as a whole. Yeah, but not kids. Oh, I'm glad to hear now you have, you have, ah, oh, here's, here's where I draw the line on my, on my free time fun murders. Yeah. Look, we are never going to see eye to eye. I am not like the three of you. I am not. I am a killer. And you won't <sighs> admit what you've done. No, no, I will admit it. I'm a killer. I wish I wasn't. I don't take joy in being one. But it's every it's everybody else's fault though, right? Fine. It's my fault, but I look. I am a killer, but I don't take joy in it. That's the difference between me and you lot. I don't enjoy the killing. Well, you I got some bad news. You've done a whole lot more of it just in the time we've been talking. 
So we can go and it can stop and then you can stop doing all the killing. And wouldn't that be great? But if you leave, you're going to keep killing forever. And you can come with us of your village, the Lord, you can come with us in a body bag. I mean, there's that too. Not a body bag. I don't have any on me. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I always keep a spare in my pocket. We're fine. I can't turn back. For once I am doing... For once since my death, I am doing something for me that I think is right because I have decided to do it. And I don't care. I don't care that all of you are like, oh, well, here's my moral... Here's my, here's my, no, I... I made a choice about what I think is right, and I am doing it, and you are not stopping me. And I'm only sorry that the three of you have to be casualties now. So King's going to take a step forward, and he's going to pull out his sword, which is going to be glowing with a lime radiant light. And he's going to say, I don't really know everything that's going on here. It sounds like there's some pretty complicated stuff going on. And it sounds like some really dangerous stuff is happening, which I guess means that it's a job for the Furies to kind of stop. Nifix is going to look to King uh, while readying readying Arcane Sword. And he's going to look at him and go, Of the three Furies, you are the one who I most want to turn away. I don't want to kill you, King. I... The... 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 King... The the first kill I did was because I was devastated you died. I don't want to... I don't want to go through that again. Please just go home to your daughter. Please. Oh, I don't want to kill you, Nifix. I want to thank you. Yeah... You must have done something with Lloyd when you hung out with him. He seems like he's in a much better place because of it. And he seems like he's a lot happier. So I'm pretty excited about that. And all of this seems really complicated and confusing, but I mean, I trust that I think you're trying to do the best thing you can. And to be honest, at this point, I'm kind of just tired of being a weapon in a war that I don't really understand about. So... For all intents and purposes, Nifix, I don't really want to be here, so good luck. And King's going to throw his sword down on the ground at Nifix's feet. Uh, Nifix is going to turn to King and just say, Thank you. I'm glad he's doing better. I'm just trying to help. Take care of yourself. King's heading out. Yeah, this was always an option. This doesn't have to be a final boss fight. Everyone can just go home. The stakes are, if no one takes Nifix alive, the Ratatosks and the Nidhogs continue to kill each other for the foreseeable future. That's what the, the Furies have to gain by taking her down. I, I, I will say at this, at this point, I think Nifix's resolve is probably strengthened. By the knowledge that of the three there, um, 
Sorry, how do I put this? I think Nifix's resolve at this point is probably strengthened by the knowledge that one of them has taken her offer to walk away. Of all of them, it makes sense, too, because King never had a particularly close relationship with Calliope or Morrow. In fact, him and Morrow were rivals. So if anybody would fight Nifix for their lives, it would be Blake and Cordelia. Uh, of of the of the trio, I think Blake and Cordelia are the ones that Nifix has the most sort of resentment of feeling like she was seen as inadequate by. And at this point, I think Nifix is probably just looking, going, "Look, the one who's got a kid has left. The others have had their option. She's ready to fight." It doesn't doesn't have to be this way, you know. I'm real good at faking a death. You know, she goes, she shows up, she does the little show trial, and we fake that, she, da, 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 it's done. I don't think she's gonna back down at this point, do you? Hey, if we help you go on the run, will you stop? Look, at, at this point, I want to go back to the life I had. I want to play video games and have an audience. And I don't want to fake my death, I don't want to pretend I didn't exist, I want somewhere where I can go back to the life I had before I was murdered and thrown into team murder. Okay, so no. And I do not see a way to get the world that I want to create, and the life I want to live, any other way. I mean, are they gonna be okay if we just bring the head back? I just... I I can we'll figure it out. All right. But are you in? I'm in. I thought I really like Morrow. Oh oh yeah no 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 no. Um, I've already settled all of my affairs. She she's destroying our lair. <laughs> I forgot about the lair. God, the stakes are so high. <laughs> <laughs> our ch- our our fake children. Callie and Morrow, and our lair. Those are like our favorite things besides Lynette and Gustav. It's like she's really like personally attacking us when you think about it. I know, and I held her hair while she vomited. I almost vomited smelling her vomit, and I said nothing. No, you know. No appreciation. Yeah, the youth. All right, so so Blake puts out, puts out his uh, elbow and says, shall we? Oh, I'm gonna link that elbow. My Blake, and I'm gonna tip my fake hat. <laughs> <laughs> my Blake. <laughs> Maybe I'll tip your real hat. <laughs> Nithix casts Arcane Sword uh, to get her cool floating... Uh, cool floating scythe uh, around, uh, just doing nice circles around her summons in a T-Rex and no clips roll initiative Thank you.
Okay, I'm putting you back down. Okay, so none of this is probably usable for the credits, so we should talk about the executive producers for March Please 2020. leave the cat noises in. If they show up on your recording. Fine. Okay, hold on. I'm pulling up the list. Executive producers, March 2020. Joseph Tombrello. Extellaris. Jade. Brent, still every episode of Dice Funk Goatly. Devin, Conduit of Evolution. John Madera, Conduit of Caramel Lattes. Rob Dakin. Ah! <laughs> Fighter of Rob Nightkin. Ah! Paul Mullen. Inspired by all these PhD patrons, I'm getting a degree in what the heck. You already have a degree in what the heck. Yeah. Rip Chip, Human Fighter, and Pal of Harking Caleb, eaten by an ankeg. Christ, man, smiting all the fake Christians. Uh-oh. What's an ankeg? It's a big D&D insect. We had this exact conversation last month. <laughs> My brain is broken. Christ, man. No, you said that one. I got, dis- I got distracted by the ankeg. You literally did have a traumatic brain injury this week. Oh, I did. That's right. <laughs> That's going to be an excuse for like two and a half years now. Thank God. I got some excuse. Toshiro Kuru's new self, 40 pounds lighter and finally in control, in control of the accounts. I'm not sure what he lost control of your accounts. That's bad, but th- congrats on the health. Being uh, in control of the accounts is very good for my mental health. So I bet it's very helpful for you. I want fewer accounts, frankly. Well, I want fewer of them, but if I'm not in charge of them, I don't know what's going on, and then I'm 100% anxious all the time. That's bad. Andrew- Andrew Grothin! Oh my gosh. <sighs> That's my horny noise. <laughs> no, it's- What? <laughs> the cat made a horny noise. I can't make a horny noise. You're always complaining about how they won't leave your bussy alone, and here we are. <laughs> Buck Pucker, the cavernous cowboy. Dr. Goatman. Faith underscore and underscore valor. It's Francois V. He John Master. Oh man, I shouldn't have wasted so much time with the horny noise. I got stuck at this one. Hold up. What's your starter Pokemon? Dildo, Vibrator, or Butt Plug? I'll choose Vibrator. Snorlax. That's not one of the options. Snorlax. JK. Jamie, conduit of dumb gay bitch. Same. John what? Nephis Decidia, a sheep with crushingly low self-esteem. You're no. S- if you're a sheep, you're soft. Just be yeah. proud of it. Possum Kingdom, refugee. Random, conduit of would you like a hug. Sternad. <laughs> <laughs> you read ahead. Vin- I read ahead. Vinny, currently dreaming of Austin's bussy cakes. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Your cheeks. <laughs> it's the cheeks, Austin. I hate it. <laughs> Your cheeks. No. Uh, Z two three six one nine. Kevin Dobbins. Kiss a gambling pig. He's Irish. Charlie Chalkley is DMing his first sesh on Saturday. Oh God, Austin, help! Here's the here's here's the secret. They can't stop you. <laughs> Pumpkin spice itself. Robert Tuttle. Anthony, patron of Dora. Aquatic squirrel. I'm here for it. Is he wearing like little scuba gear? It's like that parrot with the goggles. 
<laughs> yeah, I love to reference pictures I saw on the internet. They'll know. They understand. Okay, Morgan Rats. I say that every time. <laughs> Haley Anderson. Pinko Sock. Back in the summer of 69. That's good. <laughs> oh, my it's God. A six and then a D and then a nine. Yeah, it sure is. I But the next one's very French. Can you do it? Are you Frencher than me? Exactly. I, <laughs> I tried. Tis I, Zedster. <laughs> 64 pound mac and cheese homunculus. It's almost 64 pounds. It was 64 ounces. Come on. Come on. At Blackstone Mask. I'm going to make him wear me on his face. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> a, a horny illithid coming for Austin's pussy. This is gonna be the worst credits of all time. A montage of Gothnific staring out into the rain. A non-horny gift for Austin, and a very horny one for the goblin. A question we all need an answer to is Anne smarter than King? No, Anne is uh, intelligence of three? King is like at seven or something. A werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Triple A. Isaac, conduit of Linux, mascot, Tux the Penguin. I like how you stopped me before I commit my werewolf joke. Did I? I was about to say, if you kill the original Chinese <laughs> penguin. Uh, how could I have possibly known that was coming? Because <laughs> I do it all the time. I don't think you do. I'm always making the werewolf thing. I guess. And you're like, you get so mad about it. I'm not. Does, do people actually think I'm mad and not like ex- uh, doing comedic exasperation? I don't know. Okay. I have, I've, I've never been mad on Mike. Aaron Norgard. Abigail Grace. Adrian Y. Aftershock. Too busy planning an art expo to update Patreon name. But hold on. But you updated the page. Yeah, when they weren't busy, and now they are. It's a future. Ah, Agent Hedgepiggle. Aggressively weeping and eating ramen. The Austin Yarsky story. <laughs> Am I aggressively weeping, or is it gentle? What are you doing down there? <laughs> <laughs> They're doing cat stuff. Okay. Eloris. Ooh, boy. Eloros. <laughs> Excuse? I'm do it a toast. Okay, Aki Zavalainen. Alex Vepra. An otter air saxophoning careless whisper with your phone. God, that song slaps. <laughs> okay. You sent me that video. Wait, Did I you? sent you a video of an otter air saxophoning careless whisper? Uh, maybe I sent it to you. It was the otter. He had the phone in his mouth and it looked like he was doing the saxophone and in the background it was playing careless whoops whisper you send me dozens of animal videos every day it's hard to keep track i remember like everyone <laughs> you have the eidetic memory but only for animal videos <laughs> meanwhile i'm like all right so remember that thing that happened last episode you're like no i might as well not have existed until 25 seconds ago <laughs> but if you need to know my top five seal video andrew birmingham <laughs> we're still in the A's. We're in hell. Angie Fedge, conduit is speaking. Is it Fedge? I know they've told us. Oh, fuck. What's the point of anything? Fedge, conduit is speaking. Because it's like veggies. Andrew Fedge, conduit is speaking truth to power itself. Anna. 
Anna, conduit of procrastination. Did Anna respond when you said her name? Banana! No, she's cleaning her butt. <laughs> Anon. Antonio, conduit of snacks. Arachnable, making dark deals with the spiders of mortality. They're coming for you. Ariadne. Ariadne? Ariadne. Oh, God. You know when you say something too many times and you don't know what it should sound like? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's that. But asking if this island has got any daiquiris. Arjun de Koning. Ash, the gayest bitch in the Midwest. Austin, I can't believe you had to Google Beasterizer. I just wanted to make sure. I even said before I Googled it, isn't that the name of Bloody Roar? I was right. I was just checking. You gotta... I still don't remember. Was that last credits? Uh, it was a while ago. Measure twice, cut once. Austin, you're a great storyteller. Isaac, conduit of gavel, gavel, gavel. <laughs> Bedodroid? Bedodroid. Beast667. Becky Toothill, property of Janiac. BJ, if Lime dies, we all die. <laughs> B-Ray Echo, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that really got me. It's just a matter of fact. I guess I'll die. Be- before we continue, I gotta poop back in five. <laughs> Was this written by King? <laughs> Big time Yeti Lee. Conduit of big time bass bass. Bass. I was think I was thinking about Leroy Brown, the baddest fish in the whole damn town. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Blue six fish and he's a bass. Blue six. Bass riffs. Bonus. Brady, god of murder, survivor of Lauren's massacre. Why would you why would you wanna survive that? It's terrible. Brett! Bro Jimbo. You didn't say that with the right excitement. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to show us how it's done? Bro Jimbo. Is that how? Okay. If you say so. Bro Jimbo! Buy your girl some flowers? (laughs) Lauren, you want (laughs) to. Callum, Monsieur Garbage Turner. Come on, Monsieur. Monsieur. (laughs) It's nothing I do good enough for you. <laughs> no, I just you. I just woke up and I have a caffeinated beverage and I'm an idiot. Come on, a boss. Cameron Abbas. Hold on, I just spit my drink everywhere. Good, Candace. Listen to Dice Funk Starling. <laughs> yeah, you keep going. I'm just gonna clean this up. Yeah, pick up the cat and use it to mop up your mess. <laughs> Caradwen, Chief Beef Thief. I could probably say that at a different cadence. Chief Beef Thief. That's hard. <laughs> Chloe the dog is number one baking helper. Aw, good dogs covered in flour. They're just wagging their tail. They don't even know about messes. They love you it. About, do you ever think about Bailey? <laughs> Elizabeth Warren's dog that stole the burrito? She stole <laughs> so much burrito. <laughs> At the time of recording, this is very viral. When you're hearing this, probably not so much, but... Okay, so I made a mess, and I don't remember where we're at. Chris, conduit of bad decisions, walling. Chris from Ohio. Christopher Charlow. Coho Blast. Do you ever think about how Chris, our Chris, seems like he's from Ohio? I know he's from Pennsylvania. He just has a big Ohio energy. You can't say that. 
Why? Ohio and Pennsylvania don't like each other from what I know. Oh, wow. A thing that matters? <laughs> uh, it's a football thing, I guess. I love it when things matter. <laughs> oh, my God. Cool Christmas. Condu not paying child support. Hey! That's a classic Jim Sterling joke. Okay, I was, I was like, hey, pay your child support. <laughs> Corum, professor of the Ashen Wolves house beneath Garrick Mock. That DLC was pretty good. I beat it in like three hours. No big deal. Counterfeit. C.R. Saldana, prophet of RN Jesus. Cthulhu, conduit of tentacle mind fucking. Well, that went from cute to extremely hardcore. Hey, Q. <laughs> yeah. Cumber. Oh, Dan B. Cumber. We're only in the D's. We're doing this for like 25 minutes. <laughs> you got to do it one time. Do what? Diane B. Just say Cumber for like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. When the Cumber madness took me. Yeah. Cumber. 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 We're never going to do this. Dandy snuff. <laughs> Daniel Marsden, conduit of unnecessary content. Unnecessary concept. <laughs> just fucking roasting the typo. Da- no, I just thought they were trying to put ass in there. Oh, maybe. Daria's finally writing. Hey, that worked Don- out. Good job, Daria. Dying Frost! Daz is lost. Deathworm Jim quit the 9 to 5 to become a dog walker because depression. Yeah. I mean, on the plus side, dogs. Yeah, the dog part sounds nice. Decibel. Declan Sands. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Dice Fuck Dungeons and Dildos spinoffs for dogs? No. <laughs> that is my fault. That's on me because last uh, last month I said dogs can have little a dildo as a treat. So. Oh, you did. What's wrong with you? A lot. Dice Fuck. There's two Dice Fucks. <laughs> the Real Play Fatal Podcast. Fatal, that's F dot A dot T dot A dot L dot. Is a tabletop RPG famous for very weird sexual stuff like rolling for the size of your genitals. DM Tau. Now I have to deal with player shenanigans. Why are you putting your face in my knee? <laughs> you didn't have you any your face in my knee elbow. What's that called? Your knee elbow? The bendy part. I, it's just called the back of your knee. Yeah. That's where she's putting her face. You didn't have any thoughts about Fatal, a thing I just introduced you to? I thought you'd have a fun reaction to that. Uh, I'm ignoring it because I choose not to acknowledge its existence. Okay, Don Johnston. Is that where we are? Yeah, it's, you can't make people roll for genitals. That's that's very rude. It's Dorian, Conduit of Devotion. Doro. Dr. Izix. Dragon Nexus. Dylan and Rillin the dog. We're behind and need to catch up. Aw, that's because they've been doing all the dishes for everybody. <laughs> and dogs love to run. I was going on a walk their day, and it started raining, and there was someone walking their dog, and then they started running, and the dog seemed so fucking thrilled. It was like, we run <laughs> now? They love it. They love it. Dylan, conduit of making you two laugh. Also, hashtag da horns, hashtag him's penis. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun. Eating your <laughs> eating your ass like an oyster the way you came like a tsunami. I hope that's a lyric or something and not just someone doing freestyle jazz about my pussy. Ebrand, Lauren is my friend. I love her. Hello, Ebrand. <laughs> okay, you get the nice ones. How come they're all like, oh, we love you, Lauren. We support you. Austin, bend over. Please. Give- 
Because you're always saying you're not horny. And so they're like, uh-huh, we'll find out. Whereas I'm like, yeah, sometimes I fuck. So. Hey, J. Do you ever fuck, Austin? I've never fucked. <laughs> See? Now they're going to get, <laughs> they're going to come harder for your pussy. I've never been horny. I've never done drugs. I've never said a swear word. Oh, my God. Eowalta? Eowalta. Ecorin. Ecorin. Elder dog. Elderly goose. Condo of using the same spell over and over until it works. Yes. Locate creature. Locate creature. Locate creature. Let's find some more about your bussy. Hold on. No. Eleanor Donate sees Periton, horn vampire lady with depression. Lean. <laughs> Nonstop singing ske- skimble shanks. The railway cat. cat. The cat. Um, also, I listen, we're having a lot of fun here on the internet with Skimble Shanks. How have we not acknowledged that Busterfer Jones is the best named <laughs> cat's cat? I forgot about Busterfer Jones. That, I mean, I don't give a shit about him or his songs or anything. I'm just saying, just on purely name basis, Busterfer Jones is the best. Elizabeth Jackalope, Elusive Lily, Emma, y'all math tiger called it. Moose is a human. I'm almost 100% sure we said Moose is a human and we were ignored. We were. And Diva Vandane, maybe. Erwin Leilagadek. Evie, conduit of trying out new name in the credits. Fair Majesty, Empress Quintilian Galaxion. Filmquisition. Florian H. Follow Slide Bible on Facebook. Francois Arsenal. Frank Sands. Freshly squeezed orange criterion. Ooh, I love orange stuff. Gage, conduit of loneliness. Gary Bussy, god damn it! <laughs> I got so excited. <sighs> Gideon, a living or extinct creature, myth, or ancient sieve every month. Ginger beers. You sound so tired. I'm dying. Grapefruit juice. Graffiti, rhetorical conduit of rhetorical conduits. GSV underscore lasting damage. Halls you. Harley the floral Lyricat. Harrison Andrew. Harry. Dad King getting high ratings from the Scalies. Everyone loves King except for Chris. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ashley. Hello. He's a good Brent dogs. <laughs> He's a good Austin dogs. So all the dogs will come see you. I wish they would. His succulents, Archibald Roman numeral. <laughs> I just spoke. <laughs> Horned furry with a lightsaber. Oh, can you tell me what those Roman numerals are? Because I'm really bad at Roman numerals. I promise it doesn't matter, dog. <laughs> okay, well, how do I make friend? Regards, conduit or social faux pas? I dread stairs. <laughs> That's good information to have. And Gamar Grimon. It's pyropsychotic. Don't yuck my yum. <laughs> I will not. Evolution. Jaden. James Neely. Janiac. Conduit of. Fuck off. Conduit of getting fingered against the bins behind a Wendy's. Why Wendy's? Can't at least be a Five Guys? I feel like that's something you would have done, though. Finger bang someone behind a Wendy's? Yes. I'm pretty sure it was an Arby's. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Janiac bullies Austin while I watch. I hate everything that's been said today. Jaswell, aka Cat Necromancer, meows for Hold on, we're back in. That's cute. Jay Logan, conduit of queerness, mage of life. Jealous goddess cosplay. Jen. Jenny Colby. 
Just veggie. Conduit of veggies. See? Joanna the Wrenchwitch. John Kerry. Not that one. John Potts. John. Conduit of subpar joke names. Josie. Conduit of buffalo chicken pizza. Try a slice. That's like one of Austin's favorite pizzas. That's usually what I get. Yeah. I fuck around. I cut out the part of the last episode where I called you a pizza pervert, by the way. I can leave this in the credits, so they'll all be very confused. It seemed very confrontational, and then Chris called you a sauce whore or something. It just got, like, really <laughs> confrontational. I've been called a whore enough already this week. Uh, well, yeah, so I I, I, I cut it. <laughs> Do we say, John, Jewman hacking up my fucking lungs, send help. <laughs> Julian Phillips, conduit of Kaizen. Just a jester. Juzzy, conduit of being Polly to get a heist team of cuties. Solid plan. Jorgen, Indie Monster, Windwick, Ford, conduit of symbols I can't read, and lactose intolerance. <laughs> That's one way of dealing with that. Katana's four kids. No, don't give them to kids. Are those A's with tildes? Those are A's with tildes. Well, no, okay. So for the audience, uh, when I download the list name for Patreon, it comes in in an Excel spreadsheet. But for some reason, Lauren's computer can't read it, so I have to I have to convert it into a PDF, which crushes all of the formatting, and which I have to fix. So whatever this was was not read by Excel correctly, and so it got messed up. This is boring. No one gives a shit. Now your A's with t- tildes dot 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 and lactose intolerance. Kate, conduit of fading regret. Kiefer Lowe. K- Keladry wants to know how much magic lore Austin knows. If you are a Patreon subscriber of Weekly Manga Recap, Chris and I did like an hour and a half on magic lore for his bonus pod. Uh, the answer is all of it. <laughs> oh, that's really cute of you guys. Big nerds. Keller Automat. Ken, conduit of finally writing this goddamn PhD dissertation. Ken Teroy. Kidney. A beholder in a snazzy hat. That's a great name for a beholder. I think they're trying to be best friends with McNuggets. This is an attempt to get their o- their OC on- onto the show. I respect that. Killer Cotton Shiz, though. Kaniku fan. Kitty Foe, warm snoring burrito, eight-year Valentine candy. Christina, conduit of shipping Nifix and Sharon itself. Kyle Badsvik. Kyle, Connor, drop Goodwood and King Badass slash Vic. Lady Misfit, Dino Fact, synapsids are defined by having one temporal fenestra. You know we don't know what those words mean. That's just stunting. That's like when the show where I'll be like, mm, did you know <laughs> that yep. mm, something, something, Egypt? And you'll be like, yeah, cool, dumbass, we hate you. <laughs> Larry Yelling Envy. Who is also on a little podcast called Humans Hollering at News, which I am now a host of. Fenestra, a small natural hole or opening, especially in a bone. 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 Lars owner. Lauren's mom's duck, conduit of the untitled duck game. He doesn't sleep in the house anymore, but he comes home for snacks. (laughs) Ducks are good. <laughs> I forgot where we were. Oh, Loopy Elephant would like Austin to talk about Mostella Day more. They're good. They're like cats, but what if they got stretched and they love to steal? I literally have to record another podcast in 15 minutes, and there's somewhere only in the L's. Lauren Cates, conduit of February 29th, kids. Break from no birthday for you jokes. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the birthday right before Christmas camp, so I feel the 
the birthday weirdness. Love you all, especially Chris. Come on. <laughs> Conduit of favoritism. Why does everybody love Chris the most? He refuses to love himself, so somebody has to. Damn. Ludovico Limited. Luke Powers. Luther, the conduit of finding a secret baby finch. I want I want it. You already have so many animals. I want it! Manticore Deathlord. The Cult of Gorfanax. Master Zemnahort. Pass. <laughs> you can't pass. That's nothing. <laughs> you do it. I d- Mateo Zenek. Mass Tiger says 50.69% chance that King's Conduit is changing. Matt Collier. I can't believe that worked. <laughs> what, just passing? <laughs> and you did it. <laughs> Maybe if we didn't take us 45 minutes to get to the M's, M's. I'd fight you more. <laughs> uh, Matt Collier. Matt Collier. Matt Lackett's Conduit of Ingeramimus Nocte et Consumimar Igni. I like giving you the foreign language ones because you don't care if you're wrong. Yeah, I, I know I'm wrong and it's fine. <laughs> Matt S. Heigmer. Matthew, listen to Dice Drink and New Year's Gum Schultz. Maximum side boob celebrating one full year of tasteful nudity. Imagine Conduit of 3D printing Dicosauruses for everyone I know. Melbent. Melissa the Dice Goblin celebrates four years of marriage. Oh my gosh, congratulations. So many. Mur of Stone. Oh, Mur of Stone, Conqueror of Mountains, Harbinger of Glory, for Michael Hall. Midlife Stasis, Conduit of Inevitability. Miles, Conduit of Strong Violet Opinions, but she fine though. She is, Modified Matthew. Mr. Willie Phoenix, Stephen, Lesbian, Seagull, Pooh Bear, Shaker. Namita Neskins, Conduit of Error. Nathaniel Holman. Nicholas Dominic. I put a little extra stank on that one for you. Like that? Nicholas McDonald. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Nick Thetford. I forgive you for bringing up face sitting. Hold on. Face sitting is like the least gross thing. Nonfinite. Only respect for my McQuare. Hashtag Zoe Fan Club. Paye Robjurg. Pangolin. Patrick Bob. Patrick Babcock. Conduit of This Is Fine. Itself. Hi, Patrick. Patrick Williams. Please check my webcomic, ruinousfortune.com. Do it. Pocket Sundial. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Preston Bowers. Pruitt Holcomb. Puck Boy. Rizumi Yuzura. Remsiv. Robert Chisholm, conduit of Gigantamax Cornelia wrecking shit. Rule 34, Bob Chiaclone. Chiaclone. But we don't need them. Chiacolone. Chiacolone. It's big Vento Oreo energy. S. Kearney, loose in the big city. Salad Child. Scarlet Eyes Yuri. Sean L.B., finally playing Nier, thanks to Dice Funk background music. Nier rocks. I know a lot of people cosplay the lady. Yeah, that's Nier Automata. That's the one that has got popular, but uh, I'm an original Nier apologist. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> Sevens, conduit of harder slatty. Just so fucking done. Sergeant Rattlebones, 31st Bussy Protection Brigade. You need someone's gotta protect your bussy. Yeah. Shane Sedgwick. Shane Ware, condu- conduit of hedonistic pansexual polyam- polyamorous switches. Simon Lee, conduit of Chungus, bearer of Dinkus, minion of John Con. Sin Milk, 
Tom. Sir Octopus, conduit of chivalrous cephalopods. <laughs> slime King Mike, but purple, seeking revenge for not choosing the Slime River. Slime King Mike sure loves some slime, huh? Uh, that's, wh- that's what we call characterization, Lauren. Slime is good. <laughs> Spaghetto, captain of the Austin Authorized Bussy Blasted Brigade. Sporeman Zero. Ah! <laughs> Starlight Glimmer did nothing wrong. No. Read it. Read it. No. Read it. You read it. Steven, the edgy one from Austin's Bussy Boys. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am am I to disagree? Cyretha packed south, soaking in that sun. A tab at the spokes. Tales of inquiry. Terraflops. Terezi Pyrope. What's wrong with you? Terezi Pyrope, Transing June Egbert. I'm literally coming apart at the seams. And you said, also, that's not the way you use liber- literally. Oh boy. Watch me. <laughs> the murderous mongoose who is secretly standing directly behind you. The precursor. Titus. Toby Giesenstack. Tom Bowers. Trees, they are us. Is it Trees Thesaurus or Trees? They are us. Trevor S., the goblin teacher. Shane S. Universal Toby. Verb, your adjective, noun one, into my noun two. Victoria Melito, conduit of quietness. Will Jean Vinky. Zephyrus. Your boy, Sean. Yam. Zoltar, the Viking death metal caterpillar, conduit of retribution. Let the rain fall down. I'm coming clean, Zucus. There's a lot of quotation marks in there, and it, f- it really hecked up the formatting, but I did it. I read it. You did. Oh, boy. Let me tell you, I am sore. <laughs> Why are you just because they've been fucking up your pussy? Sure is, buddy. Patreon.com slash Austin Yorski. That's me. Patreon.com slash Weekly Monger Recap. That's Chris. Patreon.com slash Of Horse. That's Conrad. Patreon.com slash Laura K. Buzz. That's Laura. Lauren, where can we find you? I'm on a fun podcast called Humans Hollering at News, which I think is Patreon.com slash Humans Hollering at News. I should check that. Uh,. And also, if you would like to pay for some of my premium titty pics and make people mad because they're mad that you're buying my premium titty pics, uh, R-A-W-R-G-L-I-C-I-O-U-S, Ragalicious. Austin put it in the comments because I'm bad. Can we, can we get a sign off from the cat?